Welcome <laughs> to, to another, another episode, episode of Driving Drive to the, the Res with your favorite hosts, Larry, Inelia, Larry, and Larry. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, it's easier if we say our own names. <laughs> we don't mess them oh, up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed to say it correctly. I thought you just wanted to say Larry, Larry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Inelia. <laughs> Funny. Yes. Good as it is. Good as it is. So let's, uh, you know, talk about our newsletter this week. Okay. Did you read this one or am I reading this one? You're going to read it. I mean, did you read it at your sub stack? Well, does yes. it make a sound or not? That's kind of the question. <laughs> did you make sounds on your sub stack or not this week? Yes. Okay, so next week I'm going to. Yes. Okay. Maybe you should explain what you're talking about because half the people listening won't know what you're talking about. Making sounds on your Substack. So I don't know if everyone knows what a Substack is. But if you don't know what a Substack is, it's a uh, place you go and you can read the newsletter and you can also hear it read to you. Just the text, not the commentary. None of the um, sideshow expansion yeah we 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 published this newsletter on the substack mm-hmm. and it's a email events of course substack and uh that's free there or you can uh, support the show if you like or support the newsletter or support the work or support whatever it is you feel it's there so you can read it you can read it and support it you can hear it and then if you liked what you read and you heard you can come here listen to the podcast and we'll talk about the newsletter and expand on it and see where it takes us Yes. Where and else then, can people find the newsletter? You can go to the subscribe star, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can listen to us talk about the newsletter with Ilya and Adelina. On a second hour. On a second hour where they talk about what questions come up for them. Yeah. About what we talk about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go in pretty deep. Yeah. Where else can you get the newsletter? I'm sure that if you went to com, you could just get it right straight. Yes. Emailed straight to you. Right. So... Now you know, if you didn't know. Mm. And at Substack, I think on occasion, there will be an essay. Occasionally, yes. Because that's what I was hoping for. So Mm. I've been wishing (laughs) for essays, which are a long-form newsletter, in my mind. Essays are longer than a newsletter, for sure. Newsletter, you know, a page or two. Mm -hmm. Gets to the meat of the bones, or it gets to the meat on the bone. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You can... Nutrition. Yes. (laughs) And the essay is the bone soup. <laughs> okay. It's going to boil the bones <laughs> for a while. And, you know, it takes longer. It does, yes. So if you don't have a Substack um, subscription, which is free, you just go to Substack and type in the Nilia Benz, then there it is, and you'll get uh, the notifications. Then you'll know when an essay is written. You will. So it does make a sound. That's it? That's Substack. When you okay. push play. Alright. The newsletter is does it make a sound or not? Right. You've heard it right. A very Zen question. Does a falling tree make a sound when there is no one around to hear it? Well Yes. In my my older state, I would be stuck on this question thinking about well. It takes a human to hear it to make it real. Mm-hmm. You 
And if there was no human there, then there was no creator, you know, that kind of thing. I get stuck in these little loops. Right, right. Right. I did some research around this question. It appears that the conversation was first recorded with different words in the 1800s. Yeah, people have been talking about this question for a while. <laughs> that seems almost absurd, isn't it? Why? <laughs> well, because um, I thought in the 1800s, you know, they were worried about getting food. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Or gold. Right, right, yeah. Or uh, empire or yes. farm, land, all yeah. that stuff. But I guess they've been talking about sound even. Mm-hmm. Does it, when a tree falls and there's no one around to hear it, does it make a noise? Well, I mean, obviously, of course. You think? Yes. I mean, why even, ha- it's not even a question. <laughs> it's an absurdity. So anyway. Let's go. Let's see where it takes us. Okay. Let's see where it takes us. So let's go back to the question at hand and make it a bit more personal. What is sound? Good question. (laughs) I gotcha. Now you'll be stuck (laughs) on that one for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, our generally accepted scientific, rational description of what is sound, it's a Waves of pressure through the medium of air, which means no sound out of air. If there's no air, there's no sound. Or there uh, might be uh, sound, uh, but it doesn't move. Now you caught it. Now you <laughs> caught it. Does those waves travel only on air? No. Right? Because well, otherwise you wouldn't be able to have the sonar radars under the water. Well, or dolphins wouldn't be able to be able to. Okay, not just air. So it could be water. Yes. Some form, some medium. Yes. Not including not air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vacuum. Not in a vacuum. Mm, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Blah blah blahs hits your ears. Blah blah blahs. Your brain turns it into some noise. Yes. So is it noise or is it just? Or is it just? Vibration. Vibration. Yeah. Oh shoot. Is it the vibrations, waves, and frequencies that originate in the forest when the tree falls? Or is it the interpretation of those inputs when they are perceived in our senses and interpreted by our minds? And the question is still, what is sound, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so which one is it? Is it the so sound as we define it, mm-hmm. mostly, mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't make any sound if you, didn't, if you weren't there to hear it. Right. Because you have to hear it in order for it to have a... The meaning of sound. Meaning of it yeah. and the definition of it. Right. Sort of. It's a simple question. It's so goddamn hard. <laughs> and here's what I find interesting about this question. Is reality something external to us or is it how we feel, think, experience, and interpret it? Here we go again. That's the deeper question. Yes. That is the actual question. And that's what we've been honestly kind of like struggling with in codename we mm-hmm. yeah yes silence <laughs> it is in a spanish broadcast i was sharing um i was sharing 
an experience I had as a child when this question came in. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I was really small, uh, four or five years old or something like that. And I was standing somewhere with my uh, holding an object. I think it was an object or a doorway or something. And I was trying to put my hand through it. Right. Through so, the object? Through the object, yeah. So okay. in visuals, I would have holding something and then my hand was... Tr- I was trying to get my hand through it, right. but it wasn't working. Hmm. And one of my parents, I can't remember which one, came to me and says, what are you doing? And I explained to them, I'm trying to get my hand to come through this. And they said, no, no, you can't do that. That's solid. And your hand is solid. And they told me something about atoms. They were both physicists. <laughs> And I looked at them and I said, but I remember doing it. Right. I have done it before and now I can't do it. And they said, oh, no, no, that's imagination. You imagined or maybe you dreamt it. It just happened in your mind, in your head. And it didn't really happen in reality. I mean, this is the type of conversation I had with my parents when I was five, six years old. right? Anyways, or oh, four or five. I looked at it and I thought, oh, oh, I see. So, um, so now I can't remember how the questions went, but it was something like, um, how can you tell the difference or something like that? Right. And, um, and then the conversation turned and this person told me, well, actually everything that you perceive, um, in your mind, um, it's in your mind, right? It's like all of the things that you see, perceive, and you're trying to put your hand through a solid object. That's information that goes into your mind, and then you interpret it. And then I was like, I was like, wait, so if that happened in my mind too, then which one's real? Why is the other one not real and this one is, if it both happened in my mind? Yeah. Right? And then it was like, it turned very quickly with my what parent was, whoever that was, it probably my mom, because it turned very quickly into God did it. <laughs> right? Yes. God decides. Or God decides like which that. one's real or not. Yeah. It's hard like to argue that. with that. Yeah. And then yeah. why, why, why? They used to scream at me after like a hundredth why. After a thousandth why yeah. or so, probably. So that's when that conversation began in my own mind. And then I figured out after afterwards, especially with my brother being colorblind, that, you know, and I go into a little bit of detail of that one, that it's really about perception. But it, that's where that curiosity came into my mind, because it's like, how do I know that what I perceive, see and experience is the same as you are? Right. Maybe what I call purple, you call pink or whatever. So, you know, we don't we- know. But we agree on a color that I see as pink, that is called pink. You might see purple, but we call it pink in your reality, so it's pink. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> my brother is colorblind. Her yes, brother. Yes, my brother. Yeah. When we were little, I realized that there were certain colors he could not tell apart. I didn't understand this at first. I mean, who doesn't know the difference between red and green? They are very different, clearly. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, on a boat, on an airplane, red and green, it tells you which side of the boat or the airplane is coming at you. Wow. One okay. side on the plane side is red. I remember it 
Red is the left side. Also known as the port side, because they both have four letters, port okay. and left. And red. And port wine is red. <laughs> so if you ever don't know, port wine. <laughs> port wine is red, four letters, left, left side. Mm. And the other side, you're left with green. <laughs> the right side's green, starboard. Starboard. Anyway, yeah, they're clearly obviously different. Your Baby. puppy. Let's go to work. Yep, time to go to work, Mom. Time to go to work. <laughs> but not yet. So yeah, interpreting it's like it'd be hard to interpret the ship coming at you, right? You couldn't. You wouldn't you know which side is which, and yeah. it matters. It matters. It matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One way you got to stop. The other way you got to go. Yeah. One way is like. You give way and turn, and the other guy, other direction, the other one, you're supposed to keep going straight so the other person go around you. It's very meaningful. So if you don't, like, have these rules set up ahead of time, you mm-hmm. kind of crash it to each other pretty easily. Because you both turn, 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 there's no... <laughs> like... Anyway, so you decided to look at the world through his eyes? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and you saw a very, very different world to the one that you could see. Yes, indeed. I can only barely imagine what that would be like Hmm. i can imagine it actually quite well yeah (laughs) okay then come to work so explain what did you see i saw a very different world it looked very very different i mean visually did things have the same like outlines like a chair looks like a chair um yes it's just the colors of everything were different everything because i didn't know this but there's red and green in a lot of stuff, even things you wouldn't think were red and green, they have them. So there's like less um, differentiation know. between yeah, there's different, edges and there things. There were different differentiations. Because one thing that I perceived also was that he could see other colors that I couldn't. Mm, well, that makes sense. So he could see stuff that I couldn't see. And that was really interesting too. Okay. So this brought up many questions for me at the time, and I started investigating with other people after that. Mm-hmm. You would borrow into their interpretation of a viewpoint to see what they were seeing, mm-hmm. perceiving, feeling, and such. Often, this can be done with simple conversations. Yeah. You could just ask them. How are you feeling? What do you see? If you look over there, what do you see? If I look over there... What do you see? I see a power object, also known as a stump, mm-hmm. with crystals on top. Right. Well, it's not really a stump. It's no, a chunk. It's a chunk, yeah. Yeah, our tree fell over. Or one of our three trees. One tree grew. Three or trees, three trees grew into one. one. And that made one of the trees very weak. have to be a very tall tree with only a half of a trunk. Yeah. So with the slightest little boop, it over. cracked over. Mm-hmm. made a very serious, loud thump. It did. <laughs> and missed our, all the cars and missed. Hey, there's a puppy. Oh, there's a person with a puppy. Oh, there's Dan. <laughs> so we got a big chunk of it, and we kept it to uh, carve or do something with. And we ended up putting it in a spot yeah. full of crystals for a uh, power power spot. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I see very, that. Yeah, you do. You see that. And yeah. I see the giantest molehill I've ever seen. I know. I saw that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Since, I don't know what. Oh, I think it's Brad. Since Brad and Theodora moved up the hill. 
The malls are going nuts in our yard here in the Shamanshay. The malls win. Yeah. The malls are like, yes, we won. We won. And I see a very giant old apple tree. Yes. Which is also one of a two. Mm-hmm. And the one side turned into the whole apple tree. Yeah. Full of, um, you know, mint in its winter state. Yes. We have seven million mints. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what I see. What do you see? I saw a tree in the background. I saw the big trees at the background. Then I saw... Um, I did see the power object stamp and the mole. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of grass. Lots of grass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't say nothing about the grass because it was yeah. like almost everything is grass. Mm-hmm. So as we We're have that conversation, as we have that conversation, we can see the bits that one person saw more of or was interested more in than the other. And saw as important. And what yeah. you might have missed. Yeah. And in the discussion, it brings in things that you maybe didn't pay attention to. Yeah. Yep. So communications, right? Big part of seeing what the other person seeing saying. what the other person's seeing. Yeah, so exactly. You, the only way it's... isn't just to borrow in. Yeah, <laughs> you can just ask. Exactly, just ask. <laughs> so the answer that I can give to that very Zen question is the following. So you do answer it. I do answer it. Yes, I answer the Zen question. I almost feel like I shouldn't ask it or shouldn't read it. That I... I should make them, you know, go read it. <laughs> Add a little bit of mystery. In you it. want the answer? You know where to go. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. They already know where to read it. Yes. They probably already did read it. Yes. They would like me to say this, this <laughs> part here, and then hear what you have to say about okay. it. Okay. Well, let's do that then. All right. <clears throat> the answer to the question, does it make a sound or not? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You hear a fly? I think so. <laughs> Do you hear it? No, that was my uh, my tea going on the on the table. See? No, oh, it's a fan. Oh, you can hear a fan. I thought you said a fly. I'm stalling. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fly. I thought it was a fly. All right, go for it. So, does a falling tree make a sound when there's no one around to hear it? The tree creates, when it falls, a lot of changes and movements in the physical environment. These changes and movements are expressed as waves, matter changing from, or rather, matter changing form. Breaks in the tree and the trees around it, changes of the environment. Looks different, an animal's habitat change, etc. But these movements and changes in the environment are not necessarily perceived as sounds, unless at least one animal has ears that interpret these changes in waves as sounds. Boom. There has to be a witness with ears. No, no. There has, doesn't have to be a witness. For there to be sound. Interpreted. The changes to be interpreted as sounds, you need an ear. Yes. Well, but they happen. The changes happen the changes whether you're there happen, or not. But the, the vibrations vibration come out. interpreted as sound is only if there's ears to hear it. No. The vibrations come out anyways, regardless. And this travel the area regardless. But they're only but perceived as sound. Exactly. They're only perceived as sound if you have an ear and call it sound. No, you don't have to call it sound. You have an ear that interprets the sound says boom boom booms in your brain. I missed a, a sentence in here. Oh you did. About your mom. Again. You remember your mom when you borrowed into her 
Her head was really noisy. Lots of dialogues happening in that mind that she barely saw the physical universe. She was very distracted with all the other All the things. noise, yeah. A lot of noise in there. Okay, so... Part of... Part of... What this all... Tells me... Mm-hmm. Is that... The, the universe, the world... What we interpret things as, you know, I think we're in a relationship with a body, physical body, whose skill is interpreting physical and interacting with physical yes. environment. Yes. Physical, the physical environment is real. Yes, it genuinely is there. Mm-hmm. We genuinely interact with it, mm-hmm. but what we consider it to be is a figment of our imagination. Yes. And our imagination doesn't make it not real. Correct. And your imagination isn't not real. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe been interpreted by yourself to be something other than it is. Partly probably. Partly probably so that you can have this physical experience and me- make it mean more than if it were just a dream mm. to give it uh, importance mm. to give it power mm-hmm. to give it uh, impact that has repercussion mm-hmm. these things right mm. yeah but knowing that how does it change how does it change anything knowing what knowing that that's a more accurate uh Description of what's actually happening. How does it change how you interact with the world? Well, do you know? Um, depends on the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the world is therefore what you interpret it to be. Oh. Ah! <laughs> the world is what you interpret it to be. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it is. It's totally true. So, can you change how you and what you interpret it to be? Yes. That's part of becoming or moving out of basically what I would consider the victim of the reality. Exactly. A passive writer, a victim of reality, and then you become the creator of that reality and the person driving the ship of your reality. This newsletter kind of makes me want to just not say a lot <laughs> like sit here and think bask in it <laughs> the thinking man <laughs> because if it is true which how do we prove it to be true what is it this interpretation oh okay right yeah the one we just read the one we just read if it's okay. true mm-hmm how do we prove it's true? How do you unprove it? How do you prove it's Disprove not true? It. Yeah. God did it. <laughs> we'll help with God. If you just bring God into the equation. Everything's solved. Then you fix it. So you can truth it, I suppose. Yeah. And that would be the best you can do. But honestly, if you truth a thing at this fundamental level of existence, part of your truthing is going to be the 
true thing you want to have yes. experienced, right? But again, I mean, you can turn the the words a little bit, and you, then you'll get there. You actually will get to the rules of engagement and your agreed reality and everything else. Time out. Rules mm-hmm. of engagement. Get it. If you haven't read it, just get it. Oh, yeah. It's just a class. A class. It's just a class that changes everything. Yes, it does change everything. <laughs> it's just, just a class. Yeah. And um, there, a little while ago you said, um, so this is real and it's solid. It's really happening outside and then we get all the data and then we interpret it in our minds. Yeah. However, there's no way for you to prove that statement to be true. It is an agreement, for sure, that yes, it is indeed an agreement. We've agreed that our shared experiences of what we call physicality, we name them real. They're solid-ish, right? Mm. And unchangeable-ish. Right. However... It's mostly related to our memory of it. Or our imaginations of it in the future. Our imagination of it in the future. Right? So... There's actually no way for you to change that aspect of it. And once you understand that aspect of it, your reality becomes very pliable. That was the word I was going to say is things, when you take this on board and accept it and absorb it and do your little thinketh on it, contemplate it for a minute, do its purpose, then the solidity becomes a little bit mushier, mushier. You actually remember things differently because the thread of reality is more dreamlike than you would like to think, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in dreams, you know, lots of irrationalities seem to happen. Mm -hmm. So it brings some of the dreamlike nature and feeling to the awareness, for me anyway. Yeah. Which... Take some of the sting out of it. <laughs> it. Doesn't take the pleasure out of it. Does take some of the sting out of it. Oh, good, good. That's good to know. How about for you? What about for me? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what is for me? It's always been that way for you. What? Probably. What? The the uh, experience of that knowing it has never been not known for you. Right. So, if anything, it's like um, frustration with everyone else's. Yes, but I had to learn that I can't put my hand through the doorframe or object, right? I couldn't put it through my... Because of those agreements. Again, in this particular state of awareness that we are in and sharing at the same time, there will be no hands going through solid objects. Until the agreement. Until such time as we change that agreement at a collective yes. level, which doesn't... Not collective, just the person or your body that's in the room. Because if nobody witnesses it... Didn't happen. It didn't happen. It, it, it didn't happen. No, didn't happen. No matter what, it mm. didn't happen. Yeah. You were sleeping, you dreamed it, you imagined it. Yeah. Then you could do it. Right. What a mess. <laughs> But the biggest person or the biggest co-creator that you have to work with when breaking these agreements of reality is your physical body elemental. That's the number one person that you need to work with in order to break these agreements. 
And how do you work with the physical body elemental? You had a you have a lot of talks with that physical body, a lot of them, and you go you get into the same page. Because... It's true. I think when I think about that, I think about the. Uh, I mean, when I was fishing, mm -hmm. I remembered the uh, coast guards and all the other. Oh my gosh! If you fall in the water, you're going to die in one or two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking. I'm pretty sure those kids I was watching in the waves were playing for an hour and come out with blue lips and perfectly fine. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think you might, yes. you might be talking yourself into something. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember in Ireland, there was a club of people, men and women, who in the winter would uh, make a hole in the ice in the ocean. Yeah. And in near Dublin, north of Dublin, I think it was south of Dublin, I can't remember. And they would jump into the water. With the ice. With the ice. And they yeah. swim there for, swim for a while. an hour or two hours and then come out. No problem. Perfectly fine. A little bit blue, yeah, but that's so about it. <laughs> in <laughs> Juneau, Alaska, where I grew up in Alaska, they had the polar bear club. Yeah. Oh, that's They'd it, jump, right? That's run down to the water that's and right, jump yeah. in and go for a swim. That's it. And my actually, my oceanography teacher he was a polar bear. <laughs> when we went to Glacier Bay, he jumped in the water off the boat in his skivvies, swam over to an iceberg, jumped out on it, <laughs> laid down on the ice... Come on, guys. It's sunny. I was like, come on, guys, give it a try. <laughs> Jumped in the water, swam over to a different iceberg. It, it, he didn't go or nothing. Yeah. And he convinced us all that and the, uh, and we had guard, to. And the Coast Guard. He, he would be dead. Yes. He fell in the water. He's hypothermic. He's going to die. He's dead. I mean, yeah. this is 32.1 degree water. I was doing a bathymetric survey yes. of Glacier Bay with a little <laughs> brass torpedo with a slug, gold gold slide that measured the temperature and the depth uh -huh. and it was 32 degrees <laughs> it was actual frozen water so in centigrade that would be zero degrees it was zero zero point one mm -hmm. yeah. it was solid it was as cold as you can make water mm -hmm. it's like ice in the water everywhere yeah it's like a glass of ice water yeah. Yeah. that's what it was yeah. it wasn't like cold lake it was L literally freezing freezing yes yeah and uh, all of us had to jump in. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and there was a shock the first time, but it was oh, less of a shock. One? I just did it once. Oh. I mean, it was a shock the first time. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was less of a shock, but it was also a relief. It was over. Uh -huh. But you jump in, and the water is shockingly cold, of course. Yes. But you're not paralyzed. and I mean, I didn't even get my head wet. Oh. I took a giant jump out. Somehow I turned around midair like a cat. <laughs> I landed in the water as my feet going. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> I think I got maybe up to my chest. But that was a long ways away from the boat. You walked on water. <laughs> I walked on water. <laughs> and I got out of the water and I was stood there. And oh my, my body goodness. turned on its heat and it started oh, evaporating whoosh. the water and it was yes. hot. I was like, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> but I didn't swim to an iceberg. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. But that was all about... Walking on water. <laughs> well, yeah, walking on water. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Yeah, reality, see? Totally different to what another person will die within 30 seconds or whatever. Paralyzed, so paralyzed and just give up and sink. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, don't jump in ice cold water. Right. Unless you can walk on water. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or you're a polar bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I'm, a bit, I'm still a bit uh, discombobulated about the whole question. It was, seemed like a, a nothing Simple burger question. question at the first. Like, 
you can answer that easy, but when you start diving into reality, it's called, you know, climbing down the rabbit hole or something. No, that's a different thing. It's not a rabbit hole. It's just an expansion of what Expansion of awareness yeah. of reality. Yeah. When you start expanding your awareness of reality, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. Is that the right word? Uncomfortable? Yeah, it feels like certainty is pulled out from under you. Oh, oh yes, indeed. It's like you can't even answer answer oh, right. the simplest question. Yes, it's like, yes. where are you from? Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and yes. uh, other people start to think, you know, you're a little bit simple. You're a little bit simple. You don't even know where you're from. <laughs> so, yes. well, I think that part of part of that is being comfortable in that space. Yes. Be a little comfortable in... Not knowing. Not knowing. It mm-hmm. isn't necessary to know. It's fine to contemplate. It's fine yeah. to have certainty uncertain. Yes. That is... Uh, that is the it's equivalent... The equivalent mentally of being able to jump in the ice water and not die in 30 seconds. And also, it's, it's nice, I think, also, you can get used to knowing that the only reason why you don't fall through the floor when you're walking on it is because we have an agreement... But we're not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it takes a lot of work to get the body on board because they're very comfortable walking on the floor and not going through it. Very, very good way to sum it up. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Good job. Love you. I love you too. Hi, peepers. (laughs) Yes, we love you too.